Hey, it's George and Jess. Your journey of self-discovery starts here. One topic that comes up a lot that is difficult to talk about is dreams because nobody has a scientific answer. They're so mysterious. Well, everybody, it's all theory. Right. right? right. Like, why did they happen? Why can they be so realistic? Why are there recurring dreams? What do they mean? Do they mean anything? Are you in a different realm? I mean, it's just like endless. I mean, I've heard people give as uh, far-fetched theories as, as as like we slip into another dimension. I've heard I've heard that. Or you could be in another dimension and like you're actually in someone else's other dimensional reality. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've like heard. if you're dreaming about someone like it was actually their real it's so, there is so much weirdness when it comes to dreams. When in reality you can see if somebody's dreaming and they're twitching, that, that they're still there, right? Your, your brain is functioning and working, but you're just not awake. Right. Right. So anyways, I just the thing is, the, the question I have is, do you have one recurring dream that you would say has been a constant through your life? Now, not nightly, or monthly or weekly, whatever. It, it could be years and years apart, but it's one that does come back. I had one when I was a kid and I couldn't tell you when the last time I had it was, but it was E.T. in a laundry basket and he was scooching around the house in a laundry basket chasing me. And I, I was terrified of E.T. for right. my entire childhood because I had that recurring dream. So Nightmare. That's obviously based on... Some kind of a, uh, this is going to sound ridiculous, but a, a post-traumatic stress disorder. I, yeah. is Would that be like a, a PTSD from watching that movie? It, did E.T. scar you as a child? Yes. That's, that's what. And I've never watched it as an adult, that movie. Because you were freaked out by him. Because I was so afraid of it. One of the most beloved characters. I know. And I do remember going to Disney World as a teenager and it was... I guess it would have been Universal Studios, not Disney World. And there's an E.T. ride. Sure. And I went on it and I was like, get me off of this ride. And it's like this little journey through E.T.'s travels. And it's not loud or fast, but I hated it. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it, maybe it's because he kind of looked like to you anyways, as a child, he looked like some kind of a monster. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is. You may have been a little bit too young the first time you saw E.T. because he was, that movie was released two years before you were born. Right. It was released in 82. So I don't know when I would have seen it for the first time, probably when it came out on VHS or yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. He was just, uh, cause I remember when I was a kid, he was just like one of the Again, very loved characters. I know. And people, when I tell, you know, if dreams come up and you have this conversation with people and you're like, oh, I hate E.T. I'm afraid of him. I had nightmares about it when I was a kid. They're like, E.T.'s not scary. <laughs> right. Well, he doesn't look necessarily like a fluffy. He's you know, not cuddly. Yeah. He, he's, you know, he, he, I guess he could be physically unappealing to the average individual, but he had a heart of gold. What about you? Do you I, I, you know, nothing like that, but I have had 
dreams that have returned throughout my life that I can trace back to even when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And one specifically is, and it's not even necessarily when I was under duress, but just having the ability to fly and escape. Mm. And I would do it and it would be a struggle because I would really have to concentrate in my dreams to actually fly. Mm -hmm. But that I would get there and I would be moving and sometimes I would only be, you know, 10 feet above the ground. But as I would work, again, concentrating in my dreams, I could elevate higher and higher and higher and I would get to a certain height and then as every time I would come tumbling and I would lose my ability to stay up mm-hmm. and I would start falling and it was a, you know, a somewhat terrifying trip down and I would wake up. Hmm. But I did have the ability and it was an incredible feeling to be able to fly like that. Have you looked that up on a dream interpretation site or book? I, I'm, I'm a million times and you get all kinds of right. different, you know, you can't, that's why I'm saying nobody can really figure this out, but there was some event in my life at some point that triggered that. And then it has, whatever it was, mm-hmm. it has been enough to keep it around for decades to where it just keeps ever, and it can be years apart where that will surface. Interesting. So that's that's my, I would say that's the one recurring dream I have that stands out. Do you dream nightly or recall yeah. dreams nightly, I, I guess I, would be the better question. I would say, you know, since, you know, I haven't, haven't had any alcohol in almost a year and a half now, right? And I would say that since then, yes, although I don't sleep particularly well because my, my, my dream, I've never, and it's not, I don't know why, I just, it's just me, right? There's some people that don't necessarily sleep well, but uh, I, I do dream, I would say nightly, and it's, and that means you're getting some RAM, which is good, yes. right? You need to get that, but, um, but I haven't had that specific dream in a while. I can't, I, I I can't even remember the last time I did, but it it, it does occur and I'm, I'm waiting for it to return at some point. I've seen people recommend keeping a dream diary where you're in the morning recording some bullet points of what you recall from your dreams to see if there are recurring themes, maybe not recurring scenarios exactly, but recurring themes that could be a thread of like something that's unresolved or something that's an underlying um, stressor for you in, in your waking life. Yeah. I I do have a fear of heights. Hmm. So maybe, maybe that all just connection there. Maybe that's, maybe it is, but it's weird because every time I've tried to find someone, I mean, everybody has a theory, right? Sure. Well, it's but, so unexplainable. Yeah, that you can't lock it down. I wonder who the first person was that was like, what is happening? You know, that realized that they were having things happen in their sleep that they could recall when they were awake. But it happens to animals as well. Animals dream. Right, but do they recall it? I, I don't know. I mean, if, if they could talk. Perhaps that <laughs> right, would be. There's no way to know. Right. I think that's the weirdest part is that you experience it in your sleep and then the next day you can 
bring it back up in your mind. Not co- always, but right. But I mean, it does, often it does speak to the power of the mind. Yeah, it's like it never, it never. Your mind, obviously, for obvious reasons, never shuts down, or you, you die. You got to breathe. Yeah, you got to breathe. Heart's got to beat. Everything's got to go. So it never stops. Right. It's, and it's all electrical impulse. Which makes you wonder, like, what is really happening in your mind when you have those dream events? Energy. You are energy. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. So I can never lock down why I have that same dream. There's um, a few, th- like, I guess all we have are theories when it comes to to dreams in general, but it is um, some experts say that it can be an influence by a memory. Um, it can be something that is a PTSD, you know, following a, a traumatic event, or it can be um, a theme of something that is needs to be resolved. Well, they say that it. They say that it is something that the brain is trying to resolve. Right. right? Sometimes dreams are so vivid that they wake you up from your sleep, and uh, that becomes a problem because the dream never gets processed, mm. and that's why it reoccurs. It's unfinished work. Weird. It is weird. So that wouldn't necessarily need to be. So in my bad dream, right, right. And, and the dream hasn't always been bad. Like when I can fly, right, right. It hasn't been, it hasn't been bad, but it's like, what, what is, what's the unresolved issue mm-hmm. as to why I get higher and higher and higher, but I can never feel safe at like these really high heights. Does that, is it like a fear of success? Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Let's interpret this. Well, it, no, but I mean that's just my example. I think everybody, most people, have one kind of theme. Because the reason I say that is you you see the memes on social media and you hear people talk about this all the time. That like when you're in when you're running from something scary in a dream, your legs just won't go like right. they should. You feel like you're you're wearing concrete boots mm-hmm. and you can't run away. So that's, you know, and that's common with a lot of people. So there's something that we all experience that inspires that kind of a dream. Or there's the dream of like your teeth falling out. Have you ever heard of that one? No. That's common for some people. Um, And I think that one interpret translates to like a fear of using your voice or like a fear of saying what what you think is true or, or your truth. No wonder I've never had that problem. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. That's a really good point. Because I will tell people exactly what I think. Oh, yeah, that's such a good point. Um, they say some PTSD, PTSD dreams stem from a trauma that it keeps recurring as a nightmare. I don't like have ET. Night- I, well, yeah, I don't have nightmares very often. Neither do I. Um, but that is a weird concept, too, when you think yeah. about it. Like, why is this like really terrifying, scary thing happening? In my mind while I'm trying to sleep. I don't, yeah, I don't have nightmares. I do occasionally, uh, um, I, but not not very often. Yeah, I haven't had any. When I was a kid, I remember one. Do you have one in your life that really stands out? It's the E.T. one. That's that's your scariest. I know, which sounds like very lame, but it, it is. That was, that was a dream that I can still see in my mind 30 some years later. I remember 
as a child. I was about kindergarten, about Clara's age, and we had a house in outside, just outside Minneapolis when I was going to kindergarten. And down at the bottom of the steps, you know, there was this long, well, it seemed like forever to me, mm-hmm. kind of like the ones in our house, right? Mm-hmm. But in my dream, I would be at the bottom of those steps looking up and then I would be in the basement with all these weird things going on that I had no control over and I wanted to escape, but I couldn't get up the steps and I could only look up to see the light in the kitchen. (gasps) I had that one when I was a kid and I was like, and and I've not had it again, but I remember it. Isn't that crazy Mm -hmm. that for, you know, 40 some years that has stuck with me. Yeah. Oh, that is, that's a creepy one. That is. So I don't know what that means. Can you find a dream interpreter? I mean, I know they're out there, but I mean, no one really knows. That's the so thing. you could interpret your own dreams as good as probably anyone else. Could. Here, here's the thing with dream interpretation: I could bring fifty people in mm-hmm. here, and I would get a different answer from every one. Right. Of them. So nobody it's really so subjective. knows. Yeah. So that's why I feel like I try and interpret my own dreams. Like, oh, I'm having that dream because right. I dream about work a lot. Like that's probably my most often dreamt about topic because that's consuming the majority of your life probably yeah and you know are there anxieties that are unresolved possibly sure. are there you know things that i'm worried about maybe i don't know i mean it's they're not bad dreams a lot of them are very weird yeah. or like my it's a, a situation with coworkers, which is <laughs> then you go to work and you're like oh that's weird like you were I had a dream about you last yeah, night. Right, right. <laughs> I don't share right. that detail because that's weird. But it it it, it like it happens yeah. quite often. I know where my coworkers are in my dreams, and I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't I don't understand. I've always wanted to. That's the one thing that I've always wanted to corner, and I try to find yeah. somebody, and I've dug around and you know to see if you can find a so called expert, but. The problem is it's all just a matter of opinion. They say they if have you theories, repeatedly dream about the same person, uh, that could be have meaning as well. Um, but they say you shouldn't take it too literally. So like if you're constantly dreaming about your coworkers, like it doesn't mean anything right. <laughs> weird. It just says like it could be people you spend a lot of time with or people that are on your mind a lot or, you know, it's. It doesn't, you don't, you don't have to get too deep right. on all of these things. And about two thirds of people have recurring dreams. Yeah. Well, I think that, that that's the one that I think of is the ability to fly doing it. And then always having that fear when I get so high that I'm going to come crashing back down. I think we should. That is my recurring dream through life. I think we should dig into that a little bit more. No, we should. Well, who's the thing about it? You're well, not. You're only going to get opinions. Well, you're here's only what I think. What? <laughs> well, here it comes. Look out. When you have that dream again, write it down and then take into a f- um, take into consideration things that are happening in your life during that time. And maybe you'll, maybe you'll find, maybe there's something that triggers it. A common theme that triggers it. Like, oh, that was a day that this happened. And then I had this dream or I was, maybe you know, that's, I think the cool thing about writing down your dreams, because even when your dreams are really vivid, 
and you remember them for a couple of days, they fade quickly. Sure. You know, like you could have something that I could, you recall really easily for a few days or really vividly for a few days, but then it vanishes. There's times when I wake up in the middle of the night and I've been having a dream. I remember it at that moment. Go back to sleep in the following morning. I'm like, what was I dreaming about last yeah. night? I can't remember. And then it's gone. Or you'll have a dream and not recall it. You know, you're going about your day and then something triggers it. Right. Like a person or a topic or something in the news. And you're like, oh my God, my dream last night. And it and it will trigger something. So it's like, what is happening? Like what kind of connections? I'm wondering if there's a connection there when it comes to like deja vu. Ooh, deja vu is a weird thing too. That is a very, oh, that is very such weird thing. A creepy phenomenon. Just goes back to the power of the mind. Like why? Right? Why do I feel like I've done this before? Well, you know, as long as we're talking about weird stuff, we have a weird <laughs> week in front of us. We do. Because we're going to, uh, well, not weird, an interesting week. We're going to have uh, Christy from Christy's Crystals back because she's going to have events Friday and Saturday channeling events uh, down uh, on the, it's just, it's actually a, an adjacent to her crystal shop. She has an, an extra room down there. The psychic gallery. That is that what it's called? Is what it's called. Okay. And well, it's she and another gal, which we'll, we'll get more details from her later this week, but. Yeah, Christy's going to be in, I believe, well, we should have her Friday morning for you. And I think she's going to like do a reading. She's going to do a reading for Jess for you on, uh, and we'll do that and have it, I believe, well, we should be able to air that on Friday morning. And that sets up the weekend because tell people what you have going on this weekend. So two of my dear friends from high school, and we've remained friends, there's a group of us and we've, we've. The top 10. Stop us. <laughs> stayed close um, throughout our adult lives. And two of them are coming up here Friday and we are going to the psychic gallery on Saturday night. And so they're coming up for the weekend and I, I haven't seen them since. Well, I saw them last fall at my class reunion, which was awful. And I am not counting that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You just didn't. I, you had reached a point in your life where you had kind of moved beyond. Yeah, That's it was, why. it was terrible. It, wasn't. it was straight up not a good time. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you would say, well, I mean. I did not have a good time. <laughs> okay. You did not have a good time. But. So I did see them in September, but they're coming up, spending the weekend, and we're going to go to the Psychic Gallery at Christie's on Saturday night. And then. Um, You're just going to kind of give them the nickel tour. Of do, yeah, yeah. Do some other stuff. And yeah. and Megan has been here, but it was during a snowstorm. Has Jess ever been? I don't think so. I don't think she has been. I've met her one time at a. At like a pizza joint in in Wakhan, yeah. which since burned to the ground or something. I, that, did it? That happens down oh. there. <laughs> um, yes, it did. It burn. It had. Okay. Yes, it did burn down. Um, it does. It happens yeah. a lot. It's weird. It, yeah. Um, so anyway, they're coming up, and I'm so excited to see them. And it's so. This is since we're talking about weird stuff. You know how I feel about like signs and synchronicities and sure. like things popping up. So I've been having this weird thing happen, not in my dreams, but like people from my past, not in a bad way, have been like popping up like in real life, which is weird. So I had a friend who sent me a Facebook memory, a screenshot of a Facebook memory of 15 years ago, a picture of her and I. 
we were like at a bonfire drinking. I had a cowboy hat on. God help me. Why was I wearing a cowboy hat? That's sad. Don't and, do that. And uh, she sent me this picture and I was like, oh my God, so funny. I can't believe that was 15 years ago. And I walked into JP Fitness that evening and she was standing there. Hadn't seen her in ages. And I was like, oh, that's so weird. And then I had another event with someone from my past popping up in conversation. Then I ran into somebody I used to work with 15 years ago at Walmart the other day. And it's like all of these just weird little things. And I don't know what it, I'm still trying to connect the dots on what the universe is trying to tell me. Strange things are happening. I don't know. It's not super strange, but just like enough of these weird little touches that I'm like, Hmm, what does that all mean? You know, well, I guess we'll maybe you'll you'll get some answers. Oh, maybe Christy can help me. Maybe so deduce this. So we will have uh, that for you I, uh, on Friday, and then I can't wait to get a recap. You want the girls to come on an I episode? Do. Here, here's what I honestly think I haven't would told be, them that yet would be uh, would be great. But the thing is, to be candid. I would like to get three thirty-something women in here, sitting down, and then talk to them and get them to speak candidly about their lives and how it's a it and, and the directions that they've gone in the twenty years since they've left high school. Mm-hmm. The problem is, it would be difficult to get the truth, and I'm all about the truth. That's all people ever want to hear is the truth. Right, but, but that's really hard. It is because they're always worried that somebody they know is listening, and that will. You know, and that's where you get into you get into the issues, right? So, but that's a, a, a genuinely it is. But if you can a, a genuine concern, I have that concern. But if you're willing to tell the truth, people love to hear it. They do because you want to know why it's real life. Yeah, it's real life. Like, and I I speak pretty candidly about where I grew up, even though there are a few people listening. I don't care because I, I I'm telling the truth. I'm right. not. You know, it's just, that's the fact. Who was it who said, if you tell the truth, you'll never have to remember what you said. That's true. That's the honest to God truth. (laughs) We just said truth like eight times. Yeah, Right. But it's, it is hard because you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Right. Because I was what, and there is that fear. Right. Or you don't want to say something that then your sister calls your mom and says that I'm into (laughs) devil worship. (laughs) She didn't literally say that, but yeah, my I, my sister's crazy. So well, I mean, like, you yeah. just you when you when you're speaking on a public platform, you do subject yourself well, to you know, criticisms and judgments, well, that's fine. and that's it's fine, fine for yeah. you. But the, not everyone is comfortable with that, right? Right, <laughs> I know. But it, but again, I got used to it, and I think that's what I've learned over the years. And that was the best advice I got from any consultant: just tell people the truth because that's what they want to hear. Yeah. I'm, so, but when you can have that kind of a candid conversation, it's that's when you get down to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and the reason I say that it would be hard to get down to the the root is because I know that you grew up in an environment in Northeast Iowa that is something that a lot of people who grew up in rural parts of the Midwest can relate to, mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, and I didn't realize it till I got away and then got out and you know just little bit more life experience if you get away you realize that it's there that a lot of us grew up in that same type of and you can talk about it and be truthful without being 
mean. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I'm not saying, saying you are. I'm just saying like yeah. there are ways to to talk about things right. in an open and honest way that, you know, some people still may not like it, but you can be truthful without being right mean or hurtful. Yeah, I know. But it's, but again, it's just like, yeah, they got to dodge and then. Right. Cause you don't, yeah. you, and especially if it's not something that you're used to doing, like we do it every day. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but like so for guests, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, Should I have said that? It is really hard to tiptoe through that minefield. Yeah, it is. So I think that's the, that's the best way to approach it. But I mean, if you can get down to it, if you, if you could manage the road traveled enough, it could be an interesting conversation. It could be. I'm just afraid that if it was just you three, that you guys would it'd be all fluff and banter. It could be. I don't you know, know, it's just like I mean, you gotta you gotta get down to it. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like, well, you don't you understand what I'm saying? Like, for example, my approach. I grew up in a town with a church that gave me a very sour taste in my mouth for organized religion, mm-hmm. right? I didn't like it. I grew up in an area that is has a huge problem with alcoholism and now drug addiction, which includes mm-hmm. like meth and all of these things that didn't even exist really when I was a kid. It's still home, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm not afraid to talk about that stuff because I go back and I see it. And my friends and I who moved away from it and got out when we were young, talk often about how depressing it is to look back, to go back there and even visit and walk into that small town and just wander around. And I'm like, my God, I'm glad I got out of here. One thing that's interesting about where I grew up is when I graduated from high school in the early 2000s, my parents moved away as well. Yeah. So like the only connection or tie that I still have to that community are my grandparents and my three aunts live there. So it's like when I go back there, I don't even go into the town. Everyone lives on outside of town. Sure. So I just go to the farm and then come back right home. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Like I I don't actually go to the town. So I'm so far removed from anything to do with that actual town that it's like just a tiny blip on my radar of, you know, that's where I grew up and I have memories there. But as far as what it's like now, I can, I can surmise from what I've seen on social media and people that I know that still live there, but I don't have an experience of actually being in that town as an adult. Yeah. Well, you, you, that's cause you moved away. Right. right. So it's yeah. just, you know, I like, I didn't go back home from college to that town. No. It was, it was no longer home for me. But I can talk about what has unfolded since I've left, mm-hmm. you know, that's, and that is kind of a raw conversation right. for a lot of people. And your, your mom still lives yeah. in the same house, you know, yeah, you, she's still up there. It's uh, yeah, it's, and that's, it's really, really rural and I think that it's and the reason I talk about it as candidly as I do is because it's not uncommon when you get away from metro areas especially in this part of the country 
the Midwest, in, like to me, I'm we still live in a small town. I mean, there's there's people who have never left this area that don't understand. It's like you are still in rural America. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like you have to get to the metros areas and live there. Right. Or move away from here to really understand that there's a whole different world out there. What I think is interesting is how people's experiences can be so different where like you can grow up in the same place as someone yeah, and have a completely different perspective and opinion of the place. Like I know people who grew up in the same town as I did and I'll see them, um, like on social media, oh, I can't wait to get back to God's country. Like this is the best place on yep. on earth. And yeah. like they have this perception that that the place where we grew up is this wonderful place. It's like Stockholm syndrome. I don't have that perception yeah, of, of that place. So it's interesting how your experiences change your perception and, and make your perception. I don't even know. I, I think experiences may play into a part of that, but I also think it's a matter of feeling comfortable. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah. It's. Uh, and I often feel, and I know we've talked about this, like I've never left the Midwest. I've traveled right, outside right. the Midwest, but I've only ever lived in Minnesota, Wisconsin yeah. and Iowa. And I can, I very much feel like you, but you feel like you could get out. Like now. I, yeah. I feel like I'm wearing a jacket that doesn't fit right. a lot of the time. Like right. I just, I feel like I need to just like a lot of people when they break free that I think that is the thing. I, I mean, I honestly believe that you just kind of, there are individuals who outgrow where they're at yeah. and they evolve. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's time to go. Yeah. I understand that feeling. It's just like, I mean, uh, I, I would, you know, I look back at my, you know, the younger years, especially my early 20s through my 20s and 30s, and I lived a somewhat nomadic life of adventure, mm -hmm. and I don't regret that. And I tell young people a lot because I, I meet a lot of these, I'm not going to call them Gen Z because they think it's cringe. Adults under 30. Adults under 30, and I tell them, go. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling any urge like that, go do it, mm -hmm. right? You'll never regret it you'll never ever regret adventure, right? And it's because it's one, it's something you really have to experience in your youth. But I also think it's never too late. It, well, it's not too late. It but can I, certainly feel like it. Well, like, oh, I have my life and I've, you know, I, it's not comfortable the older you get, but it's not too late. It's, it's different is what it yep, is. Yep. It's different in the sense that when you are that young and free spirited and you don't have any ties that bind, right? you can just wander the earth and it is, it's fun to do, right? I think that that's not, and it's not for everybody, but mm -hmm. I know that you, I do meet young people who have that urge and I tell them, don't tie yourself down, Yeah, go, right? And then you'll, It'll, it, you'll always come back if, mm -hmm. if, if that's where you feel drawn to, but you need to go get that out of your system. And I, because, I did not do that. Well, I, well there's mo the majority of people, I think, even in the town that we live in, there's a, there's a, there's a ton of people that grew up here. Oh yeah. You know, and it's just, uh, it's, it's a different, they, they, they have a different view of life in general. Well, and it's, it's so easy to dial out or zoom out and see how that happens. Yeah. Like it's, it's comfortable. It's safe. You yeah. know it, it's familiar. And so like, it's 
of course that happens. Yeah, that's, but you do have like, uh, how this conversation started was, I think it would be interesting to unscrew the top of you and your friend's heads and get get inside there because uh, you're, your one friend, Jess, has has moved away for a decade. She was in Arizona, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's so she probably has a very different perception coming back. Yes. You do. You just yeah. it's different for people, right? I tell people all the time when they watch the news and they look at things that are going on around the country and the world, and they're very they have a very narrow minded approach to it here, I think a lot of the times in rural Midwest. And I'm like, man, you need to get out. Yeah. Right. And I guess that's the thing you went. You, right. And, yeah. And it's just, it's so, it's all so interesting. And it's, I see how it happens and how you get comfortable and you yeah. feel safe yep. and you that's don't, don't want to go anywhere. Like you, you feel like you missed your chance. You don't have, I mean, I, yeah, I just don't think that you have to think that you have. It's, if, if you feel drawn to get out, get out. I don't care what time, what point, at what point right. you are in your life, right? Yeah, it's but it's definitely easier said than done, right? That's why I say because I'm like when you're young, let's go. But yeah, it's 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 not it's no. not that easy. But I think that you know, I mean, there's no, there's just a lot of people that reach a point where they can look back and these traumatic experiences with the dreams and stuff. I'm like, does it all go back to some point where I lived when I was younger? experiences that I had as a child. Sure. I don't know. It may. I it, I mean, it all. The, I, to me, it all, all of these events and experiences, and they can be something very small that happens that can mold you. And, and I don't know. Like, why do you remember certain things? Are they that traumatic? When they, because I, I think back, you know, when, when uh, we had Kelly, the hypnotherapist in a few weeks ago, you know, everybody remembers these experiences when you were a kid. And I brought up the time that I had croup and it was in the early seventies. I was two, two and a half. Right. But I remember to this, I can sit here in my mind and bring up the memory of being brought to a hospital bed. And they had this plastic thing around me that they zipped shut. And my mom was on the outside and she had to leave me for the night. Mm. So I was left there alone. I didn't lie. It was terrible. Right. But I got through it. And it didn't wreck my life, <laughs> but I, I remember it like. But it I'm, obviously was impactful. A hundred percent, because I think that was the first moment where I felt that kind of separation. Right. right. And to say it didn't wreck your life, but it obviously had an impact. It made an impact. On well, I life. remembered it. Right. I just remember it. Right. And I just, it's weird because people go back. What's the earliest memory mm-hmm. that you have? I'm like, that may have been it. Probably. That's really young. Or I remember my sister going to kindergarten. She was two years older than me. So that would bring me back to about that age, two and a half, almost three. So that would bring me back to that age again. So I remember back to when I was around, you know, in in my two. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. That's a long time because there's a lot of people that don't. Those are very early memories. There's a lot of people that don't remember that. I don't think I have any memories from being two. Because I remember long before I went to kindergarten. Which is strange. I remember my, yeah, my mom being pregnant with my brother. Yeah. Now, again, I was two something, you know, two and whatever months. So I, that would, that part of my life is where I started to remember things. Yeah. Which is a long time ago. Yes, it is. Right. So it's like, wow. And I'm just like, did something unfold? 
Go see Kelly. Yeah, well, it just, get in the hypnotherapy chair and I, break it down. Well, she's you know, find was, out what's up there. It was funny to listen to her. She was like, "I have trouble with guys." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "I could see that. See if she can I rattle can something that. loose. Maybe don't, you don't want it rattled loose." That's the thing is like you gotta you have to you have to be a willing participant in something yeah. like that and really be. I mean, you have to. Have, yeah, one of my friends calls that the haunted house. She was you just lock lock the door to the haunted house and. Leave it closed. Oh, yeah, right. You're talking about that part of your mind. Yeah. Right, those yeah. memories? Yeah. Yes, I like that. That's a great concept. You just lock that door, seal yeah, it shut, like, and leave that's, it. I'm leaving that in the haunted house. <laughs> okay, well, it'll be, anyways, we've got an interesting week. Also, uh, I will have a chat with uh, Matt from the CBD centers. He was supposed to be in last week. He's a busy man. Busy guy, c- conflicting schedules, but... Uh, they've got some uh, very exciting stuff coming up as we head into the uh, the summer months, and we'll get an update on what's going on up at the Capitol because, uh, again, the governor wants to legalize uh, recreational use of marijuana in Minnesota, and he has the votes that he needs to get it done. So it's probably, it, 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 not probably, it's going to happen. Yeah. It's just a matter of now them working on the bill and not rushing it through. And I heard some interesting conversation uh, from our local sheriff talking about that too, he was like, "Listen, don't rush this. Let's take it. Let's do it right. Yeah. So we've got it under control, and uh, you know, and we can educate properly and make sure that we're not looking like some of the states that just blew this through. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a conversation, and every time it gets brought up, everybody wants to download and listen. I, I do find that out. I mean, we we have analytics. It's a it's popular conversation because people are just interested. It's, there's a huge curiosity. Yeah, there's a curiosity, and not only that, but it's a kind of one of those divisive issues where mm-hmm. everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I will have him back as well, and I'm going to try to uh, get another uh, men in sobriety episode recorded. I pr- don't know if I'll load that this week or not, but. Again, Those I, are popular episodes as well. Yes, I had Brady Smith, who owns uh, multiple H and R Block uh, offices in Southern Minnesota, and he's a guy, a friend of mine that I've known for years. Uh, he advertised when I was on the radio with me, and I brought him in, and he sobered up in 2019. He just stopped drinking, right? And he's got a different path than I took, where I just was like, I'm just going to stop. He actually went and got went, uh, what I've said all along. Went to his doctor and said, I I want to stop. Yep. And then his doctor directed him to the people that could help him and it and they did so it's a great story it's a fantastic story and he's discovered a lot of the things that i have uh a a, a newfound love for adventure that he had when he was younger and that's i, I think the same thing that i mm-hmm. have discovered because they have more time yeah. right when guys go to the bar i go to the gym it's just we've talked about that type of thing so you, def- you just find different ways to spend your time and your mind evolves and you start to regain an appreciation and a uh just an approach to life in general that you you you've almost forgot about yeah right it's weird so uh, i loaded that last that was on friday friday yeah it was last friday last friday's episode so if you haven't listened give it a give it a listen it's a great story and there are more of them again brady and i agree and we you can see it the numbers prove it this movement's growing and it's not going back yeah and it's those just, episodes that you're doing with guys specifically are really popular because guys don't I want to talk about it. It's a lot it. easier for women to sit and talk about right. things like that. Right. Men, Generalizing, but I think it's a lot. It's it seems to be there's a lot more platforms and a lot more accounts and a lot more women 
having those conversations. Well, they just do. The women talk about things like that. And yeah. because I was on the radio, I don't have a problem talking about anything. Yeah. Right. So, so I think it's, it's a huge, uh, huge service that you're doing by putting those conversations out there. It's just, I think it's an, it's a chance for guys to listen yeah, and people just in general, if you're just, if you're, if you've just been sober curious, right. Yeah. That's why they call it yeah, that, that movement. Curiosity. If you've been curious, you can listen without judgment or without anybody else even known, knowing, right. You could just be like, I want to, I want to, I want to yeah. see what they're talking about. So, uh, yeah, I loaded that last Friday. If you get a chance, check it out. It is certainly, certainly worth a listen on that note. Here we go. It's going to be a beautiful week. We could have eighties here. Eighties. Tomorrow, Wednesday, <laughs> and Thursday, maybe. I can't wait. So we've lost most of our snow, and it's we've reached a point where I think people are believing spring there's is a, actually definitely a hope going to pop here. So uh, get ready for a fantastic week, and we'll be back again with another episode tomorrow morning.